In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the everyone and welcome to another fine edition of ghost chronicles live on here we go <laughs> Ghostinet, rx ghost channel and whoever the hell else is picking it up oh that's real nice how professional i think you need a list next did i to miss this. something um <laughs> i don't know but anyways this is our first i guess our debut over on pararex so we want to give a big shout out to anybody who happens to be listening pararex if anyone is if anyone is that's right <laughs> stay tuned in you won't be disappointed at least you hopefully you won't be yeah well whatever <laughs> positive thinking actually i see lady v's over there so a big shout out to lady v anyway uh this is weird that's too early for me too early for you it's an hour ron yeah, I know, but, you know, like, oh. oh. All right, don't be yawning, you know, don't be no. yawning. So, anyways, uh, we are here. Um, we just uh, got done with our two-week tour with, uh, what's his name? Richard Felix. Richard Felix, that's right, from Most Haunted, which was kind of neat, actually. I had a good time with him. And as it find, turns out, we were awful lot alike. Yeah. I know. He grated on my nerves occasionally, too. But he is a occasionally? Guy. occasionally. He's occasionally. A, he is a great guy. He's he really nice. Guy. But, uh, yeah. So I can, I really, do, you know, it's funny you say that because I was talking to my girlfriend, Betty Comerford, last night. Black Betty. Black Betty. And, hey, I wow, put a I, podcast I can't up for her on uh, iTunes. I'll have to, I'll have to let yes, her know that. Yes, yes, yes. Um, the uh, Pet Whisperer. The Pet Whisperer. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Well, I actually, I actually told her that how much... You and Richard are mirrors of each other. You just, you know, I you're... I say mirrors. Well, meaning not physical appearance. There's only one like me. Yeah, well, well at least on this continent, anyway, on this in, side of it. Any world, anyway. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's... Uh, yeah, he's... he's fun guy. Fun yeah. guy. I, I had a good guy. time with him. We actually bonded very well, and uh looks like we'll be doing some things over in the U.K. with him, so that'd be kind of fun, too. So that would be neat as well. Um, but anyways, one of the things I do want to talk about, I, I got some stuff, I got, I, I got something for you I, I definitely want to talk about. Is that what you're hiding underneath your other page? Yeah, you're yeah, afraid yeah. that I'm going to see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Okay. But anyways, um, I did want to talk a little bit about Gettysburg. Uh, I know uh, Rich and I have talked about it on, on our show and, but we really haven't talked to, uh, at all since you got back. I, you know, I was just wondering what 
your thoughts were. What my thoughts were? Hmm. Um, well, I have to say, like always, you know, Gettysburg is a very powerful location. Um, there's even for someone who says that they're as psychic as a brick, you know, you hear people say that. I, I don't think that anyone can walk into Gettysburg or on the, the grounds of the field and and not be affected in some way, you know, whether it's a heaviness or the enormity, you know, of the, the amount of people that passed and just being aware of how many, I mean, how many were there, like 50 some odd thousand or 60,000 within three days' time? Oh, a bunch. A bunch, yeah. So it's, you know, it's, a, it's an eye-opener for some people. For me, it's memories, you know. Memories. Memories. It's Nothing a, more than memories. Yeah, it was a little. It was a little painful. But I will say the place is was very cool that you picked out, Ron. The uh, little round top farmhouse. Really? Yeah, and that. You didn't think it was too a little bit too close? Well, it was. It definitely was too close. But then again, I thought about. I don't mean close to the battlefield. I mean close to us. You mean close to us? I mean, we were really close there. Okay, let's define close. Close. I slept in the next room. Oh, all right. Well, we I lived, slept in a room with Laura. So right. I, I mean, we lived in a house together. All right. Yeah, so what? With a, bu- a bunch of other people, too. It wasn't just us. Right. But, so let's I mean, clarify that. Well, yeah, we know that. We were there with the whole NETP and Richard and his wife. Right. But, I mean, it was all that closeness. You said I grate on your nerves. Yeah, so. well, you grate on me anyway, but it doesn't have to be, you know, just in that environment. But oh. anyway... So what are you trying to say, anyways? That the the house itself we stayed in the the uh, farmhouse was was very active, was very haunted. Um, you know, really, we felt that there was it was used as a hospital at one time. And yeah. the room that you chose to stay in, you know, when we walked in, Ron was like, "Oh, he's very nice." You know, go around and tell me what room you think you can sleep in. Well, <laughs> it was like okay, the least effective is, is you know the ability to get some rest or some sleep was my top priority, and it was the child's room. So. Laura and I decided that, you know, Laura Worcester and myself decided, listen, you know, everybody else can sleep wherever they want in the rest of the house, but we were bunking together in twin beds in the, in the kids' room because it was the, the most peaceful energy. I will say the rest of the rooms were a little daunting. The, the two rooms that we had walked on the second floor, you walked down, and two rooms at the end, for some reason, too, were very, very powerfully um, with energy. You could feel that there were men walking around, um, you know, soldiers, and it just, so Ron was like, oh, I'm going to take that room, you know, and he set up his camera there. And so what happened with that camera, Ron? Out of clue. Yeah, the fact, well, I just think it's kind of funny because. Really? Yeah, what happened, Ron? Oh, he caught a spirit in the door or a man. Uh, no, not the, that, not yeah, that. Yeah, Ron, yeah. well, you know, Ron was, I guess, tired too. So he set the camera up so that he could catch whatever was going on. But. He forgot he had a camera aimed at the bed, and he was changing. What are you trying to tell me? I, I did not see it. You know, I still have my eyesight. But anyway. <laughs> but if you're really interested, you can go to one nine hundred check out run, and uh, it will be there for a dollar a minute. It's uh, yeah, uh, it's well worth it. Trust me. Oh yeah. Uh huh. If you've seen the shadow taken of Rich's picture, you know it's well worth it. Oh my God! All right, that's another thing that we thought was hilarious, but you know. Yeah. Anybody who, I'm sure everybody here has seen that this shadow. This is a really good talk for a debut on Pararex. It's not. It really oh, isn't. Yeah. It was uh, had some sexual connotations to it, but we'll ignore it that. Well, it looked like, um, what? You were standing there, the shadow of yourself, not a mere shadow of yourself. 
A mirror. <laughs> Not a mirror. 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 It was a shot of yourself standing there, and um, let's just say. It if you want to check it out, go to yeah, my uh, Facebook page. You can actually see the picture. Richard's in a, uh, a Civil War uh, outfit, uh, Confederate. We're at the Daniel Lady Farm, and uh, he's sitting down on the ground, and somehow there's this cast shadow of this fantastic-looking guy. Oh, dear God. And you, and you can't projected. not... You have to make it was you because you had your you got your hat <laughs> you got your ghost project hat you can't see the ghost project but your your profile is unmistakable well most of it <laughs> anyway let's get a that. lot of it let's get out of that <laughs> let's just end that but anyway while we were at the Lady Grey Farm it was very emotional there because we did come in contact you know, that with was the yeah that's good you were actually you actually trans. Did you trash channel? Was you know, that trans channel? Was, was channeling? It, you know, it wasn't. I think it was more. It started trans channeling, but then the uh, the spirit got a little nervous with my Yankee accent. You know, so he actually pulled aside and was talking to me, which was interesting to, to find out. So he was. He didn't he was, trust you. Yeah, he didn't trust me. He he was he did and he did. He's a little nervous. The accent threw him off. And then there's Richard now, who got his attention. Richard's walking around in a Confederate uniform, mind you. But he's speaking in his English accent, right? Mm-hmm. So the spirit at first was like, oh, my God, you know, like, what? Oh, he, how come he's not coming to help me is what I was picking up. Why is he walking by me? He was getting upset because this poor boy, I think he had just turned 15, you know, in life when he was living. And he had, from what we gathered, he had been um, in the Carolinas, I think, at the time. And his uh, regiment had been pretty much obliterated. I believe it was Georgia regiment. He was from Georgia. No, it wasn't. It was North Carolina. Nope. Yeah, I have it on tape, so I really don't Go ahead, listen to it. Um, (laughs) It was the Carolinas. No, it was Georgia, but that's No, it wasn't. Anyway, I know what it was. But he came from the the Carolinas, and what happened was he basically was was saying that he was picked up by other regiments along the way. And he ended up there. He had a gut wound. Um, and it was really sad because I could smell this, like, putrid smell. And it was just him laying, you know, I, it was like he was laying left to die in the corner of this area with bodies just thrown on the side. And it was really, really? it was kind of sad, very sad, actually. So, mm-hmm. and that's the difference, too, because had it been fully trans-channeling, I wouldn't have remembered a lot of the information. Um, but you were... It was in and out. I was. Yeah. It was like I was getting pieces and then not. I remember you were like, I actually stood behind you because there was a stone wall. Yeah, but a that was stone wall. That wasn't then, though. That wasn't then. No, that was when we had Patrick and was further. Oh, I can't keep track of all these things. No, no. When, when we in had, and out. See, you we, know, you know we what were, I'm saying. We were in the corner. I need my scorecard. Wait a minute. You know? We were in the corner. That was the first time. You weren't even there at first. No, I was with Richard. You were with Richard, and I was I have that whole there. thing on tape, by That's the way. That's good, but I'm saying I wasn't with you. You were with Richard. Right. And then the next time you were standing there with me when I was when Richard was against the wall. And that's and when the, you did the regular yeah, yeah. 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 So it was, you know, it was very eye-opening. It was very sad. I mean, this for those listeners um, to get a better understanding, this Lady Grey Farm had been used as a hospital. There were surgeries done on, you know, some of the first floors to the front of the house. The, the officers the, the officers, done in the house and the right. enlisted men in the bond. Yeah, I don't know that the surgery was done in the bond, but yeah, they were left in the, in the bond. Yeah, it was just 
It surgery was, was done. Surgery was done. Yeah. Because the they was actually attack. had a pile of uh, limbs, limbs outside out, the out, thing. Yeah. yeah, it was done on the on the on the ground. Well, oh, that's depending right. How you look the second at floor. floor yeah. Well, second floor, ground floor, depending on how you look at it. Right. The second floor from the top, ground floor. But anyways. Uh, yeah, because the blood was actually dripping You're right. Down. It was dripping yeah. through the wall or the That's ceiling. right. Why do you even doubt? Because you're wrong about other stuff. Yeah, but anyway. right. Yeah, sure. Anyway. Carolinas. But, okay, so. <laughs> so, uh, getting along with that. I mean, that that was interesting. But uh, later on, I, I've got something I want to talk to you about, and I'm waving this paper in front of her. So, before. How rude. Yeah, I know. But before we get into that, uh, there's a thing I want to brought, uh, uh, bring up that I talked, Richard and I talked about on, on Ghost Chronicles International mm-hmm. uh, yesterday, actually. Okay. And I actually told him, uh, we, we did an investigation at the Mans in Concord. Uh, it was a ghost hunt. Uh, you know, people came along with us and everything. It was, it was kind of cool, actually really cool, because this, this uh, house was the home of Emerson, Hawthorne, uh, the whole Transcendental Movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I mean, it's all there originally. The, the, so it's rich with history. Extremely. It's actually a national treasure. The glass in the windows has writing by uh, Hawthorne's wife and uh, Emerson's wife with the diamond rings in it. That's something. I mean, how historic yeah. it is. Uh, it's, it's phenomenal. But anyways, we're in there, and Richard had the obelisk or whatever the hell that thing is. And we also had the hat chat. Now he's going with it. Shack hack. Yeah, whatever. And, you know, um, I was looking at it, and I said, you know, what the hell is this? Sometimes I think we're going way too overboard on our technology. Uh, you're sitting here trying to listen to bits of AM radio stations going through the hack shack, trying to get find out what the Spirit's saying. Or you're, you're taking a bunch of words that are programmed into this oblique thing, trying to get with the... The, I mean, I can get the same, same damn thing to any good, reputable medium. Why bother with all this crappy technology that may or may not have the right answers? Or maybe what you're looking for is like, oh, that came across, so that might be it. I, I really, really, really not sure of the value of the obelisky thing or whatever it is in the hack shack. I, you know, I, it's it's a cool device, a lot of fun, but, you know, it just seems like, why make something difficult when you can do it much easier? You know, the thing is, though, is being open to different possibilities. Yeah. You know, then you try different possibilities, you know, by having the shack hack. And now you have to admit, when we did, I'm not saying it's 100%. Nothing's 100%. Even a medium is, and I'm, and I'm a medium, right? But I'm saying that nothing. More like a large. No one, oh, thanks. That was my joke, by the way, and it's not a lodge. Yeah, fine. Anyway, even though it is. Um, so, but it, the whole point is nothing is, there's no one or anything that is 100% accuracy. There, is, there isn't, you know. It's because it depends on the timing, the moment, the information, you know, you're given. Um, for instance, how about we went down Dudley Road, right? Yes. And sometimes, you know, not saying that happens all the time, but sometimes you have a spirit that plays tricks with you. Now you got a trickster. Ooh, trickster, never thought of that. You know, and you listen to your heart, and you try to listen in. But so even in my, at the time, my heart felt when we were going down Delhi Road, we were getting all this information, right? And the information was saying that, and, and what? It hit upon every legend. Although inside it wasn't feeling right, that's what I was picking up. So was I getting information from you at the time? Was I getting information from the spirit who was just trying to play games, which is what it felt like? Mm-hmm. Um, like, ha-ha, you know, let's, you know, link them 
listen to this. So how do you know? Even the shack hack, that's who's to say if the, if we get influence on it, if it's something that they're, you know, want us to hear versus the truth. It de- I think it depends on the source as well. So not just what we're feeling, what we're picking up, but who's sending the messages. So I think it's a combination. I don't know. I just, uh, it, it, you know, you just work with that stuff and it's just like, I don't know. It's just way too much. Anyways, you are listening to Ghost Chronicles live on Toginet, X, uh Ghost Channel, and what other stations are picking it up. So there you okay. go. If you want to call in, the number is 877-864-4869, 877-864-4869. Or you can join us in the Toginet chat room, the Pararex chat room, or wherever else there is a chat room. And if you want to see cool footage, you can go to one nine hundred. Check out Ron. Oh God, for no. a dollar a minute. Save your eyesight, people. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Anyway, so what they said. I, the I want to bring. Can I bring something up from Gettysburg? Uh, sure. Okay. I did. You mention on the radio show, or have you mentioned my little incident with the wacko? Which wacko? That gentleman, or I mean, everyone you I, deal I, with is a wacko. No, I mean, that's chase, not true. They chase invisible people. They're all no, wackos. No, We're no, all wackos. No, no, no. Well, yeah, okay, you might be. But um, this person that came up to me and made that little comment with him and his wife. Oh, my good friend. Your good friend, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right. Oh, so, wait a minute. Let me get a stick and poke you. Why? See, see if I'm still, still here? Yeah. Well, all right. For our listeners, you, you know, this is a lesson for everyone, okay? Don't listen to everything you hear, number one. Number two... You hope you have a good right hook. Anyway, I should have I should have responded to this person. I hate even to say gentleman. Um, anyway, we're sitting at the dinner. Ron, had, wait a minute. He was sincere. Now that's you didn't have to cast dispersions upon his demeanor or whatever. Yeah, I do because you don't do this stuff. If you're involved in any kind of spiritual studies or metaphysical, you know you don't do this. This is just wrong. Okay, and when everyone hears this, I want to see that they understand. But anyway, we were at a dinner. Richie was talking. Ron and I had got up to speak for a few minutes. After we're done, this whole thing, we're about to leave, and this guy, and now the whole thing is their appearance, right, threw me off. This guy comes up, you know, well-dressed, him and his wife, right? He's all dressed, suit and tie, not suit, but a nice jacket, it's a nice actually, shirt and tie. He actually was a scientist, by the way. Oh, so that even makes me feel better. But anyway, this guy is probably, what would you say, his 50s, late 50s? I think it was a little bit, maybe late 40s. Really? He looked older, but I okay. can't tell. You're asking so me. So I think you know it was what? like his I'm late 50s. I'm older than Durant. How the hell anyway, do I know? Everybody looks younger than me. How the hell do I know? He comes up to me, and he says, him and his wife, and he says, Marvin, I have to talk to you. I said, yes. okay. And he said, look into my eyes. So I looked into his eyes. I will say it was kind of creepy, but I looked into his eyes, and he, eyes. and he said, okay. tell me, what do you see? So sleepy. I'm like, you know, how, what do you want me to tell you? I'm sorry. I, I don't see anything. I mean, I, I don't want, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to make something up. And uh, so anyway, you know what he says? He says, well, I've had this gift all my life. I've kept it to myself typically. And I'm thinking, okay. And he said, well, um, you know, I know when people are going to die. I said, really? Really? Said, yeah, and you'll be dead within a week. Really? Oh, yeah. How would you like to have someone come up to you and tell you you're going to be dead within a week? Then he proceeds to say, and he's getting all emotional. 
I don't know um, by how. I don't know if it'll be an accident. I don't, which I'm flying home the next day, by the way, on the airplane. With, with most of the with New most England, England Coast Rides. I was not happy to hear that, by the way. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I'd have to get a whole new crew, and it's so, not a bad idea. All right. So, oh, stop anyway. it. So here he says, you'll be there within a week. I don't know, sickness, illness, whatever. Now, he's getting all emotional, and I'm, my mind's spinning going, okay. I'm trying to talk to him, so I said, so how's it work? What else was I going to say? His wife is like, oh, he's so right. He's good all the time. He's always been accurate. And I'm thinking, I don't need anything to hear from you. And so he starts telling me how, you know, it's been years, and I've never told anybody until now. I'm thinking, why start? You know, why break a good... Because uh... you're special. Yeah, evidently. So it was a little scary to hear that. So, you know, it just kind of, it was a rough thing. But I will say that I've had a couple of phone calls since on Sunday, because Saturday night at midnight was my was my week, right? So Sunday morning I get phone calls from a couple of people that are like, sure, wasn't you breathing? A, a, a lunar day or something? Huh? Sure, it wasn't a lunar day? It might have been different. Not yeah. necessarily Thanks. a week, yeah. Thanks. No, but anyway, so I don't think anybody who's you know listening, yeah, I, you know, you don't believe everything you hear. If something doesn't feel right, if someone, I have a psychic or someone telling you things are the way they are, you know, yeah, it bothered me because, you know, it was a little unnerving. But I would say... Why? Because it just, it's unnerving. You know, you know, people just don't do that. It's crazy. People tell me a lot of things. And here I am. I don't get excited. No. Anyway, I just don't think it's a good idea to do. So. I actually know someone else who, who, who did that. I've, I've heard this story before about somebody with this talent. But this was a young child. Okay. He used to go up to... People, adults, the parents were having problems with it. I can't remember where or what it was, but uh, definitely. Uh, but you brought me a bag there. No, it's not nothing. Uh, okay. Is that Victoria's cigarette? No. Okay. Don't you dare look at. Never mind. That not <laughs> right. Let's skip that. Moving right along. <laughs> but right. anyway, so anyway. Yes, I mean, somebody crossed the comic line with that, as far as I'm concerned. That's something you wouldn't discuss. As a psychic and a tarot reader yourself, right. um, you would never do that, right? If no, you, I would if not. If you get a glimpse of when someone was going to die, would you tell them? No, I wouldn't. No, you wouldn't no, say, I would not. you know, if I were you, maybe I'd take that vacation now. No, I would not. Because, first of all, you know, the only time that I've, I've actually talked to a person was asked if they had heart problems because the woman sat down and I started feeling chest pains. And, and that was delicate. What do you say? Oh, are you having a heart attack? You know, and I asked her, I said, you wouldn't have to be seeing a doctor about any health issues with your heart. And she said, as a matter of fact, I had a, um, she had something done the day before and she had had heart attack a few years ago and they had found something in her test. And all I was picking up was that she needed to go somewhere to be able to get a second opinion because there's medicine she could take that was going to help her. Mm. And the doctor she was seeing, you know, and she says, oh, that's funny you say that because I'm going for a second opinion. So, I mean, there's ways to talk to people, you know, and try to, to say maybe they need to visit a doctor, get a checkup, but you don't want to go tell them you're dropping dead. I mean, that's, you know. Actually, not, I had a similar, similar experience. Now, now you remember... Uh... Uh, I didn't believe in a lot of the psychic stuff and all this spiritual stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So, anyways, um, Reiki, I wasn't sure if that was real or not. So I took a course in, in Reiki. Mm-hmm. And actually, I became a uh, level two Reiki practitioner uh, with Elizabeth Foley. And that's, a little Reiki ninja. No, yeah, a little, little angel ninja. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, that's where I met uh, Wara, mm-hmm. who was our photographer. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, um, 
and we after the class was over, part of the thing we had to do was uh, medical. I don't know scanning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had a scan, and Laura actually told me that I had a clogged battery. See that? And I really did. And you didn't listen to her though, did you? Of course not. She's a woman. Plus, she's blonde. Ah, <gasps> that's not nice. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, I, uh, did uh, somebody ask about the book there? Yeah, somebody asked if our book was out. That was Tony. Uh-huh. Uh, he asked if our book was out. And, and it is? And it is. It so is. Just, you know, check. Actually, I went last night to Barnes & Noble, um, stopped in just to see, and it was sitting on the shelves, and it was it was very cool to see that. It was an amazing amazing feeling to finally have it out there. Yeah, but I, I have to admit my, my good friend uh, Jeff Belanger had a much cooler experience because he... Uh, I uh, was watching The Girls Next Door, which is about the life at the Playboy Mansion. And oh, one of the yeah. girls actually pulled out one of his books on his shelf. I mean, wow, how can you get any how better than that? How can you get any better than that? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's right. Yeah, so anyways, uh, we are coming up to the break. So anyways, our, our uh, book is available everywhere. Yep. Amazon. Uh, if we have a, gr- uh, a large number of uh, book signings and uh, little chats, uh, presentations, the first one uh, kickoff is at the Concord Colonial Inn on September 11th, and that is free. You can come on down. Uh, I think they're going to pre-register for it, but uh, you can come down. We're going to do a little chit-chat, and uh, you can, uh, we'll actually sign your book for you. And I think there's actually going to be a little bit of food there, too, I understand. Woohoo! Yeah, that's what I said. Woohoo! Anytime I get free food, I'm all for that. <laughs> Next to chocolate, anyways. Yeah, well, I can do that, too. Yeah, but anyways, um, so that's one of them. We have a whole pile of them. We have the uh, Circles of Wisdom. We'll be at the Circles of Wisdom. We'll be J.R. Julie is in Connecticut. Uh, Jabberwocky and Newburyport. uh, Place in Drake at um, Mystical Whispers. Uh, Bonds and Nobles Peabody. Bonds and Nobles Lowell. Yeah, we're just... Hundred of them. I can't get a ton all. of them. Oh, Salem will be at the uh, Living and Dead tours there in Salem. Salem, New Hampshire. Salem, Mass. Salem, Mass. Yeah, yep. of course. So, it'll be, if you're interested, come on down. Uh, I think most of those you have to pre-register for, but there is no charge for them. Come on down and uh, hang out with us. And just, please do. Yes. It'll be it'll be boring if it's just Ron and I. Are you begging? What are you <laughs> boring. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You have known me for how long now? Uh, come on. All right. Yeah. Seriously, how many? How long? Eight, ten years? Eight years. Eight years. Have you ever, ever known it to be boring with a tour of us together? No, but I'm saying if no oh, one else shows up, you know, because you know we get we talk to each other all the time, and that can get a little old, you know. We need to talk to other people too. I'm just trying to draw crowds. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Well, come. the way I look at it, if there's less people, there might be more food. That's you know, I mean, more for me. So that's the way I'm looking at it. After all, it is all about me. Oh, yeah, that's just what it's about. <laughs> but anyways, uh, the other thing we have coming up is on uh, September 19th, uh, we have a ghost hunt seminar at the Portsmouth um, Lighthouse, which is really, really, really cool because that is on a Coast Guard uh, yeah. base. So that, that's kind of neat. Not, you, not everybody gets a chance to go investigate that. And, and a good portion of the funds for that will be donated to the Friends of Portsmouth Lighthouse because, as you know, they just acquired Whaleback and 
that thing is a mess. So it's going to cost, you know, cost um, a yeah. lot of buku bucks to fix it, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I need to do that. Anyways, uh, I have a question from you from Lady V from the uh, Paranormal Chat Room. Yes. And she wants to know, how do you put up with me? <laughs> well, Lady V, uh, that's a good question. I'm still working on it, and it's been, what, eight years now? And it's, uh, I'm still trying to master the challenge. Well, anyway, I hear the music, so it's time to wrap it up for the break, and we'll be right back. (laughs) The vault is open. You're listening to The Haunted Headlines, your source for the stories making waves in the paranormal news. Sponsored by GhostVillage.com at www.GhostVillage.com backslash news. Good evening, I'm Chris Balzano, and you're listening to the return of the Haunted Headlines, Ghost Village's somewhat weekly journey around the paranormal newswire to bring you the biggest stories affecting the ghost community. This week, we're starting on the police blotter, as two different groups of ghost hunters were caught illegally trespassing in the Northeast. The first comes out of the famous haunted town of Salem, Massachusetts, where the Salem News reports three teenagers from nearby Revere, Mass, were caught trying to break into Old Salem Jail. The property is currently under construction, with the location, long the home of ghost sightings and stories, will be turned into an apartment complex. The three reportedly jumped the fence, looking to confirm the haunted rumors. No details have been released on the future of the charges for the trespassers. The second comes out of Cedar Grove, New Jersey, where another abandoned building, this time the Essex County Hospital Center, was the scene of the crime. Six investigators between the ages of 18 and 29 were caught in the hospital and charged with trespassing and obstruction of administration of the law, according to Philly.com. At press time, it was unclear whether the group were a group of investigators or someone who was running a tour on a location that is historically known to be haunted in the area. We are also currently looking for more information on a group of teens out of Texas who have caught doing something similar, so make sure to keep on clicking on the Ghost Village news section as more details are released. Perhaps the two biggest stories this week, however, have been the publishing of convincing ghost photos out of Rhode Island and a town outside Lincoln, England. The Rhode Island picture was convincing enough to slow down the workings of a local radio station out of East Providence. According to WPRI.com, a caller phoned into Light 105 and shared with them a picture she had taken from her cell phone of her young niece. The child clearly has an older woman standing behind her, although the caller claims no one else was in the room when the photo was shot. The picture is so clear it has to be staged fraud or something paranormal, and the debate has been raging for almost a week now. In addition to picking up the story, other media outlets have been hosting online debates and polls about the photo. And lastly tonight, according to a repeated report who seems to have its original source in the Lincolnshire Echo, investigators appear to have captured an urban legend come to life on film. Sources say the spirit of a former member of the Women's Auxiliary Air Force of England has been haunting a base she served on 60 years ago. The woman died decades ago and the base has since been closed, but that has not stopped people from seeing her spirit near the scene of the accident. Now, the Spalding Paranormal Investigation Team thinks they have captured her on camera. Through a thick cloud of smoke, something can be seen, but it is not immediately clear if it is the same figure who has been flagging down cars to ask for help with her injured boyfriend for more than 50 years. 
You can go to ghostvillage.com and click on the news section to see a link to the picture and judge for yourself. Thank you for listening in to the Haunted Headlines. That's all we have for this week. You can find out more about these stories and others by going to the news section of Ghost Village at www.ghostvillage.com backslash news. I'm Chris Bolzano. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk gooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange, deranged, unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew, it's time to rendezvous. As we give awards to the Parax family. We're back. We are back. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles Live with Ron Kolick and Maureen Wood on Tojinet, Pararex, Ghost Channel, and whatever else is picking us up like a bad penny. Anyway, okay. um, we, I, I, ooh, I want to give a little tidbit, but while we were down in Gettysburg, we did manage to pick up this very interesting case, which will be playing out over the, over the airway in a series of little reports. Uh, that's <laughs> no, all I, I can you. say. That's all I can say. Uh, I don't want to tip it up, but uh, trust me, uh, this is one of the strangest cases I've ever worked on, and we will be doing weekly reports on that. We, you know, I'm not going to spend an hour talking about it. We're just going to give this little bit stuff. But anyways, anyways, the number here is 877-864-4869, 877-864-4869. Four eight six nine eight seven seven eight six four four eight six nine. Join us live, Toji Chat or Pararex Chat. If you get a question, you can certainly answer it on there. I know there's a little bit of chat about the uh, Hack Shack thing. You know, I, if if you like it or uh, what's your thoughts about it, I'd love to hear from you. Just give us a call or drop us a, a line in one of the chat rooms. But um, I mean, we used it up at the Wyndham. That was we got some kind of cool results with it. Um, but I, I think mm. we did get some interesting results. You can't not you can't say that because when we were sitting there, um, I can say it. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is, I can is, say anything. It's a pre uh, The responses is the timing of it. Some of them, you know, you'd ask the question, you get the response. You know, that blip of a response. So, you know, yeah, once, twice, but it seemed like we were hitting on it a lot on the Wyndham or at the Wyndham, I should say. So yeah, hitting on it. Yeah. That's, hey, don't take it down the dirty road. I never do. No. So, anyways, I have this report which was sent to me, and I, of course, <sighs> you ever heard of J.C. Dugat? No. She was a woman who was abducted, and the one they just found in the backyard in California. Okay. J.C. Dugard, the woman who was abducted at the age of 11 in 1999, was re- recently discovered living in the virtual prison in the backyard of a couple's home in Anantoknok, whatever the heck it is, California, as, as has been widely reported. She had been there for 18 years, oh. confer- confined and horrifically Horrifically. Horrifically. Yeah, too. Abused. Even giving birth to her rapist children. Ugh. 
They were kept prisoner and isolated, never attended school or seen a doctor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay? Amazingly, Reno Psychic is now claiming that the case proves the accuracy of her ability. Okay. Dale Shear, who was paid by J.C.'s parents to help locate their daughter, says she told J.C.'s mother not to give up searching for her daughter. I looked into her eyes and said, eventually she'll walk through that door and you'll see her again. Shear also claims that she correctly described the general area where J.C. was being held, the psychic's information is typical of what happens when a missing persons are eventually found dead or alive. Psychics come forward years after the person was found to make retroactive claims about how they knew certain pieces of information. Mm-hmm. Yet psychics conveniently ignore the fact that their information was either wrong or so general and vague that it was useless. Uh, that happens. If Shia's psychic power told her the poor girl was being kept in the most horrific conditions, being subject to continual sexual and physical abuse for nearly two, two decades, then it's puzzling that J.C. was not found 18 years ago. Uh, what police searches general, uh, what police and searches need is not general, vague, I told you so information after a missing, a missing person has been recovered through police work rather than through psychics. One of the most common tricks psychics use is to make themselves appear accurate by giving vague information open to later interpretation. The most missing persons are locally to be found near water, even if it's a lake, a puddle, or a river. When bodies are found, they're usually always discovered through police work or by accident. Despite repeated claims to the contrary, there is not a single documented case of a missing person being found or recovered due solely to psychic information. That's not true. In 2004, Court TV launched a series about psychic detectives investigating cold cases, haunted evidence. Okay. The show was canceled after three seasons without solving a single case. The fact of the matter is right now, as you read these words, it's virtually certain that somewhere in the world, one or more children are being held exactly in the same unimaginable conditions as J.C. Some may die in captivity and be disposed of like trash, while eventually some may be freed. Yet there are thousands of self-proclaimed psychics, psychic detectives in the world, who claim to be able to find missing persons. Some are rich and famous, like Sylvia Brown, Alan Dubois, who inspired the uh, medium thing. Nornir Rinier, Kyla Broughton, and others are known locally. If they have powers that they claimed, perhaps they should take a break from their TV appearances and lucrative lecture circuits to help find these desperate people. And what, you expect to get me upset with that? No. I want to know what your opinion is. Okay. Well, my opinion is, first of all, we just got done talking at the beginning of the show that nobody's 100%, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe if Certain police at certain times or detectives, so forth, put more emphasis on believing somebody or at least checking out a story on it. You know, I'm not saying all. We know a few that do, but there are many who debunk, oh, that's junk, that's crazy, that's crap. Well, how do you know if it's never checked out, right? 
So there could be cases where the police have been given information that nobody ever listens to. So that's number one. There, and as far as that statement about there's never been any psychics that have found bodies, that's incorrect. And how would you base that on? Um, there was a couple of years ago they had done some kind of documentary, and there was a woman who had worked with a police detective, and at first he was not believing in it, but then he basically said, you know, explain to me how you know this information. At first he pushed it off when she said she was seeing this information just in her head. She started giving correct information. She even even gave him the the street the uh, highway number. I saw that one. You see that's that one? TV. So what? Yeah. Well, that's made so for what? TV. It's not necessarily. You'd say it's made for TV, but this is taken from cases too. It's like a documentary. So how made for TV? But wait a minute. Now, psychic now, detectives. Now I know, that's different. I know very well that that you were approached by the same people that did this show that you're talking about. And basically, they interviewed oh, the yes. psychics, and so they're using the psychic's point of view. No, they're not. You know why? Because I was not gone on there, because they will not take anybody unless the case has been solved. All right? They told me that they will only speak for the psychic, and they want the police department or the detective, and it has to be a solved case. So there goes your made-for-TV because unless they're keeping their criteria to a certain point, you don't match their criteria, they don't air it. So I don't, you know, I, you're right, I did get contacted from it. But it's my belief, yeah, if I was a person, why aren't there more people going out there and finding the bodies and staying away from, you know, the televisions and stuff? I agree with that. But first of all, nobody, you know, the people who listen aren't the people that are really going to be able to do anything with that information, not always. Really? Really. And I don't think you get, you know, all the time, you might get glimpses. If anybody has, and I'm sure many people are out there who have psychic ability, who, who it happens at various times, happens different ways, you might get glimpses, you might get names, you know, might get all kinds of little bits of information, and you may not be able to piece it together. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you're not picking up info. Now, maybe police should be able to take some of that information and help work it into the case or use it to be able to enhance their abilities to find this person. But they don't, you know, most cases, they don't use psychics. Right. So how can you turn around and say that nobody's helping? I didn't say that. That was No, uh, no. This was written by, I can tell you by who. I did not say this. You know my uh, opinion of the matter. This was written by uh, Benjamin Ratford, whoever whoever he was, but... uh, you know, I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's you know, on TV, uh, unfortunately, people take TV two ways. Mm-hmm. If it's on TV, it's absolutely the truth, or it's TV and it's made up, right? Well, that's like anything in life. Either you're telling the truth or you're lying. Right. But it's not. It's that gray area is what I'm trying to say. Yes, okay. they may have cases and they were solved, but... How much did the psychic really help him in solving the cases? Well, if you saw that piece that I'm I referring saw that to, one. I right? saw that absolutely. She, one. she gave information even to the clothes the woman was wearing, to what would be found with the person, mm-hmm. to the location, and seeing the turn of the drive and and the mound up on the you know further up on the hill, she'd be found under this tree, this certain location, and you know so he followed what her directions were, so. You think a police de- police detective is going to go on there and lie? A uh, retired police detective. 
For what? That makes a difference? Yeah, he's on TV. No. My daughter's a police officer, and there's no way she's going to lie just because, you know, oh, that's just her personality. That's what she's doing when she's doing her, yeah. her faith and her trust. She's not going to go lie because someone asked her to. It doesn't happen so, that way. I mean, this is, I brought this up for two reasons. First of all, this is another point of view mm-hmm. where somebody... Now, I don't even know this guy who wrote it, Benjamin yeah, Rampant. He could okay? be some nitwit. He could be a freaking... Nitwit. Nitwit, okay? Right. But it's printed. It's in print. So people will read this, as I just read it, right? Mm-hmm. And they're saying, ooh, wow, that, 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 that's right. You know, that all psychics are fake. I see what he's saying, right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, people will read it and say, what the hell is this guy smoking? You know what I mean? It's perception. Exactly. It's which that side the of the, you know, which so, side of the, uh, you know, it's the balance, right? Earlier, earlier in the show, I talked about the hack shack and... Shack hack. Yeah, whatever. And the uh, obelisk thing, whatever it is, and how they were annoying, basically, because you could get the same information from a, a good medium uh, as you could from these electronic... Butcher things, basically. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, they're, they're you know, it's, uh, it's pseudoscience, but, uh, uh, you know, so I, I, it's, it's so much easier to work with the medium. So here I'm saying, yes, you can get that. But then on the other line, you've got people say, well, mediums are all full of crap. So, I mean, there's all these two sides. So is there a middle, middle to this, or is it just black or white? That's what I'm trying to get at more than anything. Why wouldn't there be a middle to it? Like I said, just because you have a medium who gives you potentially good information 80% of the time, that 20% of the time may lead you down the wrong road. Right. Nothing's 100%. You know, that person may be having a bad day. They may have, you know, whatever reason, not feeling well, not picking up good information. So, you know, it, it's always a gray area. I mean, how can you say it's always one way or the other? Right. I, I think you're being uh, closed-minded if that's what you're doing. Exactly. So you have to be, when I, as you know, and I've said it a, a, a million times when I started the Ghost Project, I didn't believe in psychics, thought they were all challenges, but I wasn't closed-minded. I actually uh, was open enough to at least investigate the possibility whether a psychic or a medium has any validity. And now, what? I work with one. One is a partner. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's more of what we need is more open-mindedness. I mean, don't believe everything the psychic says, but then again, don't dismiss everything she says as well. Or he, because we know that men are the best psychics. We know that. Yeah, right, whatever. Um, well, they're, they're full of crap. But anyway, well, here we go. So was it Jace? Jace Cam said, but the psychic pointed the police in an area where they had not searched by a mile or two. So thank you, Jace Cam. Yeah. Um, they're saying that, you know, the psychic is the one that gave them the direction to go search in that location to find that person we were talking about earlier. By a mile or two? A couple of miles, which is a big difference when you're looking for a needle in a haystack. Okay. Now, you and I have actually worked on a police case together. Yes, we have. Okay. And... It's, it's difficult, especially it's if you have one that's... 30-some-odd years old. 30-some years yeah. old. It's very difficult because what, what is left you know, of the body, what is left of the remains, is difficult to, to figure out, especially exactly. in the location where we believe it was right. or and is. The latest one we're working on, we're talking about. Right. And, and we, we pretty much... 
we have an idea, but but the whole point is is again what what remains would be left you know, in this area, and it, how right. can you prove it? Right. So you know, whatever you know, you, you do what you can do, you do your best at the end of the day, and if you can face yourself with a mirror, right? Because you know that you're you're doing it truthfully and you're not making things up. That's to me what's really important. So why don't more psychics get involved in in some of these police cases? Is it because the closed mind of the police are are they just, you know, there's no fame or fortune in it? No, I think it's a close, I think on, you know, it's closed-minded. If you think about it, there was a comment made even when we were, when we were doing it, right, when we were searching, that um, one of the, you know, there, there had been a comment made, I'm not going to put names, but there had been a comment made that, that basically <laughs> said, um, if we do, they have you, guns, know, you know, <laughs> if and when we do pick up this body, I want to know where this, you know, psychic was at the time and yeah, blah, bring blah, her, blah. Bring her, bring her in for, bring her in for questioning. Yeah. And I'm thinking, hello, you know, you're spending, I wasn't even alone at that time, but you're, you're in here, you know, you're trying to help. And right away, it's, it's the closed-mindedness that says, hey, you know, I can't understand. I know something's going on. I can't explain it. But, you know, there's got to be someone at fault, right? So, Hey, you pay, you came up with that information. I want to know how, and you better you better be able to prove it. You know, so where is the proof for anything like that? There isn't. There isn't. You know, so you, and how do you know that people aren't scared away by that? Another thing that I would say would scare people away seriously is often, you know, there's people that talk about, you know, that that go and help. There's murder suspects that they go to try to pinpoint. I will tell you my thoughts. If you get involved in a situation where your name gets out there and there is an active case going on, and somebody is, you know, the subject of, uh, you know, the victim of a murder, right. what's to say that you're not going to be the next person on the list because, hey, I'm going to shut her big mouth, right? Oh. I, that always bothered me. What, you're going to be a target? Yeah. Why That's would crazy. you? Why? That's because nobody believes psychics. Really? <laughs> somebody might be crazy enough, and, oh, I don't know, that could be the murderer. <laughs> hey, guess what? You know, we're getting a little close to finding so-and-so. I'm not saying 30 years later. I'm talking about someone who may be in a, a year or two. Um, wouldn't you try to cover someone's tracks and, and, and keep yourself safe? If you were a murderer, wouldn't you think, well, let me get rid of that person and make sure? Hey, on a 50% chance you might be right, ah, let's make it 100%. I don't got to worry. So all I'm Wait, saying so is... So you're attempting, you would go and try to commit another crime and get chance of being caught even... Increase your chances of getting caught by killing someone else. That I, makes no sense. Really? Yeah. I don't believe that. I believe that. How many witnesses get bumped off? Not many. Really? Except perhaps in the urban cities where you have... Uh, How do you know, Ron? All I'm saying is that what goes through people's minds when you go to help and you say, okay, I want to help, a lot of people don't get involved when a crime is taking place, right? right? And why? Because they don't want to be the victim of a crime. You know, they, a lot of people close their eyes yeah, and close their minds. that's pretty much an urban... In the urban situation. So what's to yeah. say that that mentality doesn't roll over to other things? Granted, yeah, I want to help too, but that in the back of my mind, that is that is a, a thought. I think you're a little paranoid. That's right. Yeah, but it all depends on your perception. Again, what was how you know what did you what has happened? What have you seen over your life? You know what I'm saying? How do you know? True. You know, you you don't know what people are capable of. So you just you, what do we say? Even in our book, right? You got more sometimes to fear from the living. Then you do the dead. That's right. Ghost Chronicles now That's available. That's right. You can't live anywhere. <laughs> actually, actually, it's, it's it's the book is really cool. I, mean, I, I you know I hate to push it because it's doing fine as it is, but um, uh, it's it's written in both our points of view, which is kind of cool because 
you have uh, both the yin and the yang. I kind of consider it. Uh, we have both our, you know, it's it's you're really there when we do an investigation. So it, it's kind of cool. So, anyways, uh, yeah. But I don't know. I I just saw that thing and it, and it irritated the hell out of me. So I brought it to you, and I know that you would do a good job defending uh, the psychic realm for me. So, uh, like I said, oh wait a minute, by Benjamin Radford. Life science, bad science columnist. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. there you go. Okay. Oh, I have some people that in, I want to mention well, I'm here. I'm sure I stirred up a haunted You did. I'm you sure you I stirred did. up. Yeah. We have um, Bruce, basically host of the Inside the Box, says, I don't mean everyone, but if you think about it, the box, Shut up, box, Bruce. The, the box can actually place mediums, okay? And then someone, Michael, came back from Hawaii and said, uh, Ron don't like psychics, does he? <laughs> 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 well, let me tell you, Ron, um... No. What? You don't. Well, actually, you've changed. I don't like you've, psychics? You've changed. Wait a minute. I will say you've grown. Wait a minute. Not by that shadow Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but when we first met, did we not have battle royales all the time? Absolutely. Okay. And what, what do I, I call myself? Ben Helsink. Oh, other than that. A dumb psychic. A dumb psychic. Right. Um, but so no, I know I'm there is validity you. to it. Uh, there is, I know. But if you don't have discussions, then, you know, you may be overlooking things. I mean... Uh, why do people get so passionate about this? Okay, because I read this article that that challenged psychics, and you know that's that's what we should be doing. We should be challenging all our evidence, not only the mediumship, but also the hack shack. Uh, you know, photographs. We're going to accept the photograph just because mm-hmm. it is what it is. You have to look at the circumstances. Yeah. The same with orbs. I mean, you, I mean that's probably the most notorious one. Uh, well, I want to make, and I'm watching it, these the scrolling going on yeah, in the I'm conversation, probably crucified, right? I'm sure, and you, but, uh, no, no, you're not. <laughs> Actually, there's good conversation going on. However, I do want to say something. I, and by no way, I mean, I'm not saying, oh me, I do great things. That's not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is that everybody needs to question themselves. Even you know, you pick exactly. up. You know, I think that's when you, I said it to someone last week. You know, it's like if you want to be someone who's a medium and you work in the psychic area and you want to get someone that actually you have some build trust and faith, you have to question yourself. You know, there's a balance. Not everything in this world is paranormal. You know, at some extent, and I think that's that's a challenge that you have when you you start working in the paranormal. You tend to start. Grasping that everything has to be paranormal, and it takes a while before we you start realizing that. We actually had a member in our group that did that. Anything the lights would flicker was paranormal. Right. Whatever. And, you know, and you yeah. you have to be logical to an extent as well. And I think the balance is what's going to give you your strength you as well. You need the blend. You absolutely need the blend in it. And uh, it, you're right about as far as myself and, and mediums and psychics. You, you know that. I, I, I am distrustful of them. They really have to prove themselves to me because I still have that scientific background. What can I tell you? But uh, even when you came on board, I mean, I questioned you, and you, as you said, we had a lot of fights, but you proved yourself to me. I know you're the real deal, and I'm extremely comfortable working with you. If you tell me something, I, I know it. that's what you're feeling. That's what you believe in. It's not necessarily mean it's right, though, mm-hmm. but that's what your reality was at that time, which is good because it's, Helped us in a lot, a lot of situations. Right. I mean, you know, and you all again. Let's take a look at Leslie. Now, yes. Leslie, Leslie uh, is is listening to our radio show all the time, and she's also going on a bunch of ghost hunts with us. And she has developed through the years, uh, uh, you know, I think psychically. 
I, I know that when we were at the man, mm-hmm. she was in the, one of the rooms, and she didn't want to hear anything. Anytime I, we, we talked about what was going on, she left the room. So she wanted to give her only impressions, and, and she did. She picked up, I, I remember one room, uh, she says, I see childbirth in here. And, and sure enough, that was one of the rooms where uh, Hawthorne's wife actually gave birth. Very cool. I mean, that's the cool thing. So Anyway. I really get into that a lot, a lot more than I thought. And wow, That's okay. this show went down the tubes, didn't it? Oh God! Anyway, uh, we want to thank everybody from uh, Pararex for tuning in. And, oh, thank you so much. Yep, yeah, and we got some and cool from stuff Togi, coming. Togi Chat, and well, Togi we always Net. thank Togi always Togi thank Chat Togi room. for everyone. And I will say tonight was our first, you know, coming earlier, so it's seven o'clock time slot, and you know we have a lot of uh, you know great people that decide to join us and and be nice. This is way, <laughs> this is way too early for me. Oh, it's not early. It's seven o'clock. Yeah, that's early. You know, I haven't had even had my fourth cup of coffee. So, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Anyways, um, we do want to mention that uh, once again, uh, the, the our website is any like New England Ghost dot com. That's any Ghost dot com. Uh, all our shows are on there. The uh, Ghost Chronicles, the podcast, which is number one ghost show on iTunes, and uh, the feature show on GhostVillage dot com. Um, Ghost Village, uh, Ghost Chronicles Live, and Ghost Chronicles International with uh, Most Haunted Richard Felix, which is also on Tojanet and Pararex. So uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, hopefully we'll see you again next week. We'll, but we got this. I really have that good case coming up, and I, I can't wait to start hearing some of those bits from it, uh, which will be coming up in the upcoming weeks. The one we found in Gettysburg. Mm. Say no more. I say no more. Wink, wink. Nice, wink. Nice. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, so it's time to uh, wrap it up. It is. And so, uh, anything you want to add? Um, no, I don't think so. I just uh, look forward to next week, and I hope everyone comes back and tunes in. Yeah, you know, yes. Sure to be exciting or interesting. You always tend to get us riled up, but that's okay. So, time to say good night and God bless. God bless. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what happened to the time here? I don't know. All right, screwed up. What the hell? All it's right. On autopilot. Keep Back talking. on yet. <laughs> <laughs> As it turns out, of of all the nights that we did this, uh, the TojiNet studio is unmanned tonight. Uh, as it turns out, uh, they actually had to leave, so we don't have our teleprompt. And I was judging by the clock on the computer, so that's not working. So, anyway, <laughs> we've got maybe a couple minutes left, so uh, give me something. Give you something? I don't know. What I already wrapped my you? conversation. I have nothing else to give you my You have dear. nothing left? <laughs> All right. I don't know. You got me stuck, you know? I will tell you one, one thing. Oh, quick. Get the mance. The mance. We did the investigation of the mance. Oh, yes. The coolest yes. thing I ever saw in my life happened to you. Uh, we were in one of the rooms, which actually smelled like baby diapers, if you believe it or not. Uh, and, what? That's nasty, but go ahead. Whatever. And there was a tram in there, a little baby carriage. Yeah. And the baby carriage actually pushed, came across the room and pushed one of the girls out of the room. Really? Yes. And nobody was behind it, huh? No one was behind it, and it, and it, did, it didn't just, like, roll. It actually pushed her. I, she screamed, and I, and I took... I may even have it on camera. I haven't reviewed the video, but it really looks... And there was also a door that opened there as well, so that was kind of cool. So, anyways, I hear oh, the music, so I too. guess it is time to wrap it up. Think now okay. we really say good night and, and God, God bless. bless. 
From goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us. She came from Brooklyn.